I'd like to start by uh, saying my name is Matthew Schming, or Matthew for short. I've been a Special Olympics athlete for uh, since 2013-2014 thereabouts. My primary sport is floor hockey. Floor hockey, I've been uh, fortunate to play on a team that's been to the both a provincial and a national uh, championships, uh, national games rather. And we twice won gold medals because and we achieved that by uh, working ex extremely hard and performing to the best of our abilities. And that and that starts with uh, consistent training and making sure you're eating healthy. And we'll discuss that. Uh, Throughout, and this is what the episode will be devoted to today: is training, leaning up to uh, not only the upcoming provincial games, but to any any uh, games for Special Olympics, be it summer, be it winter, or any, uh, or just a basic summer sport. So that what that's what uh, today's episode will be all about. And at the end of proceedings, uh, we can uh, definitely include an open mic, and can and we can discuss any topic. Uh, anything that anything basically that comes to your mind it could be travel it could be food and at the end of it uh, and it once and when we wrap up the episode we're gonna preview next uh, the next episode and what to expect during the next episode and thereafter so again my name is Matthew Schming I'm a floor hockey athlete but I've also participated in either other sports as well like soccer, softball, and I'm also I do volunteer work at both the Carnegie Community Center. I also work at the Vancouver Foundation Foundation as office uh, administrator or office assistant. And yeah, so again, my math name is Matthew Schming, and I'd like to welcome everyone to the uh, interactive special. Again, this is uh, this is starting off. Uh, this is our first episode. I'd like to thank both Darren and Arthur for participating. Again, we'll be tweaking things as we go along. And yeah, so I'd like to introduce Arthur my, and Darren as my co-host. Fire away. Awesome. Thank you, Matthew. You're welcome. So I'm Arthur Pangelinen. I'm a volunteer for Special Olympics for the past seven years. Done some coaching, was the former local co-local coordinator and uh, still involved in Special Olympics in some capacity of, of coaching and uh, the game cycle. And my name is Darren Inouye, and I'm also a volunteer with Special Olympics BC. I'm the regional coordinator for uh, an area called Region 5, which encompasses Vancouver, North Shore, Sunshine Coast, and Howe Sound area. I've been a volunteer for, I think, 18 years now, <laughs> and I've done a little bit of everything. Done a little bit of coaching, a little bit of waterboying, a little bit of regional coordination, yep. and a little bit of just about everything. So. And a whole lot of cheerleading. And a whole lot of cheerleading, yep. exactly. Alright, I'll hand it back to you, Mike. Yes. So we're going to start off the episode. Uh, our main topic today is going to be training leading up to uh, upcoming provincial games, not, but not just winter games. It could be summer games, both provincial, national, and the world games. So I think in, training is very important, uh, as you may or may not be aware. There's a each time there's a games are scheduled. There's a contract with that which athletes must adhere to, and includes following specific training schedules and eating healthy, 
because when, once we get to games, we're going to find that you're going to be doing a lot of either running, and in my case, floor hockey does involve a lot of cardio and a lot of uh, running, but not just floor hockey. If there's weightlifting, for example, you're going to need to make sure you have proper arm strength, cardio, so that's why it's important to be, in my mind, in proper shape or for each and every uh, game, world, it could be either local games, national games, or uh, world games, uh, for example. So eating healthy is a very important uh, part of this aspect, of, the, of this aspect, because it helps you uh, perform to your personal best. And sometimes training can include many things. It not only can include physical training, it can include also mental, mental training as well. Like, for example, at the let me just give you an example here. I was uh, on my way along with Team BC in 2016 to Cornerbrook, Newfoundland. And as you may or may not be aware, uh, floor the floor hockey coaches had scheduled a, a mental uh, or a training session, uh, like an inform like almost like a, I think the correct word would be the sem a seminar to help athletes mentally prepare for. In this case, it's our floor hockey team for what we can expect it uh, during competition because you got to remember here there's not it's not just physical training it's also mental training and being being alert and make sure you do the right things on and off the floor and we and we they brought us into I believe it was uh, Trout Lake uh, Community Center and we and they had a had a, somebody someone was kind enough to drop in and just give us a little information of what we can expect at games and just talk to us about how to prepare mentally and also prepare the most important part physically to for uh, how we and, and then all help us compete and perform to our best of our ability and in addition to training there's the I'm not sure if you're aware that we have the Special Olympic oath has been around for many many years since Special Olympics since its inception in Chicago in the mate mid late to late 80s I believe and the purpose behind this is let me just state it first uh, let me win but if I cannot win let me be brave in the attempt it's uh, the purpose the whole purpose behind this uh, the quote the purpose behind this uh, motto is that sometimes in sports you won't always be win uh, a game all the time it's about how hard you try and not only that but it's also about having fun and respecting one another and a lot of these topics will be addressed in uh, future episodes but uh, I like to get on a I like to dive in a little bit a little bit not too much a little bit into that it's about it's all about respecting your fellow athletes not only during training at the gym at practice and at games it's also about the respecting them off the court off the floor too like outside of special olympic sports whether you work or you volunteer as i do it's important to respect and i've learned this from my parents too always treat people how you like to be treated and it, go, and it tends to work both ways if you treat somebody with respect there's a good chance they're going to treat you with respect too so you have to take a step back and remember if you respect this a fellow athlete or coach or parent or caregiver with respect there's a good chance they will respect you too 
and you can find that you'll be able to get along with them just fine. And yeah, so and that goes to, uh, especially in, I realize that uh, lot, each and every game, like be it provincial, nationals, and so on and so forth, it can get kind of competitive, especially in uh, either, let's just take, for example, John Bailey, or some, especially if it's a regional qualifier, games can get intense. There may be some bumping and hitting, but at the end of it all, people get up and then they shake, they shake hands, and then they wish each other the best of luck in future competition. Very rarely do you ever see any signs of disrespect. That's the one thing I really like about uh, Special Olympics. I've been able to make uh, new friends, not only during uh, practice, but also during during training too. And a lot of a lot of these folks I've uh, met and helped at uh, the whole reason behind this podcast is that I want to improve my public speaking skills because I've taken a few athlete leadership uh, courses out in Richmond the past couple of years or so, and I find it really has really benefited my, me not only in my public speaking skills but in my training as well. Because initially, before I joined Special Olympics, I used to be. I'm going to go off the record there. I used to be a little bit, uh, a little bit shy, maybe not as, uh, but not not super, not really reserved, but also a bit shy. But I found that these uh, leadership uh, courses really helped break the ice and get me out of my comfort zone, as I would imagine any other uh, Special Olympic athlete has had the privilege to take take part in those courses. They're generally held in April of. Uh, each and every year. The next one, I believe, is is in April 5th to 7th out in Richmond. It's, it's at a hotel. It's uh, not too hard to get to. It, there's, the agenda varies each and every year, but generally you can expect uh, one or two courses to be devoted on uh, to public speaking. And the rest uh, just, uh, yeah, it varies each and every year. Anyway, Anyhow, back to what I've been saying about uh, training, especially since games are coming up, provincial winter games are coming up. All athletes are expected to attend practice each and every, and to train at least three times a week, if you can. If you find that you're busy, just find some way to keep yourself in shape and also maintain a proper and healthy diet to make sure you're your peak performance shape to uh, compete at uh, game eight, eight games wherever the, that whenever or wherever they may be. For example, the next winter games are up in uh, Vernon, so it's a good uh, and most important thing. Athletes must attend practice whenever they can, unless of course anything, uh, other, except of course in certain circumstances due to illness, but usually want to try to attend practice whenever you can and as a matter of fact it is mandatory that way you can the coaches are there to help you perform to your uh, peak uh, level and also they're there to help encourage you and also the most important thing is they're there to have fun and also there is a don't forget not only there's there's a little bit of time for socializing that also to making friends too usually you'll find that oftentimes it's not about uh, puck battles, face-offs, and scoring goals. It's all about uh, having fun and sharing the, the floor with each and every 
athlete. In this case, it's floor hockey, but it can also apply to a different sport as well, like basketball, soccer, softball. For example, I've just recently started soccer, and I find that it's like hockey. You get to make new friends. The coaches there are fantastic. Matthew, that's awesome. Can I can I ask you about the training? You mentioned there's three yes. days a week of training. One being practice. What are the other two? There can be doing? there can be like uh, can be either running or riding a bike, or and also could be a different uh, special Olympic sport. For example, there's a fitness class that I like. I love to take part in every Wednesday night. It's uh, it's at McBride Elementary. It goes from 5.30 to 6.30. And then after that, I, I, I and fellow, another athlete stay, stay, stay behind to help out uh, the floor hockey developmental level. So the developmental means that, uh, so first let me explain the differences between C and D, the C and D level for floor hockey, the C level floor hockey is more competitive we do high speed drills whereas the d level floor hockey they're more focused on developing young athletes for if they do want to move up to a level they're more than they're more than welcome to they're just the d level is just helping develop their skills and sometimes even that to john bailey they come along and be in this case they're slot into what's termed as a skills competition what I, and what I mean by that is they work on same thing what they do at practice, except it's at the uh, it's at an actual floor hockey Special Olympics sanctioned tournament, and usually ribbons are handed out for uh, participation purposes. And but it, other than that, there's nothing different about it. They practice the same same sort of skills like puck handling, passing, same type of training as what they do at uh, practice. And I am myself am a, a help volunteer coach with that program, and I, a lot of those athletes have come a long way from when they've started. So, and again, and again uh, another form of training could be just going for a walk or going for a run or going to the gym, for example. Training can mean uh, there's a whole variety. If there's not one definition of training, there's a. It could mean uh, so a whole variety of things. Really, there's not. Uh, it's not restricted to one definition. It can be training can mean many, many, many things. Awesome, Darren, you got a, a hand in the games. Yeah. How are things going on your on my end? Well, they're busy. It's heating up right now. This is in the final stretches now, so we've got about a month out to games, Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, training is going been pretty going pretty well across the board. I mean, when I visited the different programs. Everybody seems to be upholding the three times a week kind of kind of deal. So. It's looking pretty good across the board. Um, the floor hockey team, I know that you're a part of, is training really hard. So yes, you guys have been uh, you guys have been stalwarts there. Yes, and I'm happy to. I'm definitely very much looking forward to uh, what the uh, next few weeks or months have in store for Special Olympics, the Vancouver local. I I'm thinking that I'm really looking forward to many challenges that are coming up. That's what Special Olympics is about. Is about trying new new things and uh, yeah new experiences and that's basically and that concludes the training aspect for today's podcast again if uh, if you if any of you have any questions for me 
I'll take uh, sometimes uh, time permitting we'll have a question this is more like the open mic at the end of the open mic will be open uh, like op it can be any topic you want it's not really restricted to one one thing and so yeah I'd like to say that's basically what sums up training and that concludes <coughs> today's uh, podcast on training what I'm gonna do now is I'm gonna preview the next uh, next episode which is in about uh, a month's time I'm gonna begin by edit saying on a doing this on a note I will be taking uh, some time off for a trip to Hawaii Nice. Oahu. Dirt and I love Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So in this in this case, next uh, the next episode, the next meeting, whenever that may may be, because remember, all podcasts will take place here at the Creekside Community Center, and it's going to coincide coincide with the monthly executive meeting for the give for the given month, and so that next episode will be preempted to the following month. And and we don't need to worry about it now. We can check our calendars. It's uh, uh, probably be too much on our plate <laughs> to do that right now. But uh, anyways, yeah. We'll so we have some updates from your trip. And yes. The games trip. Yes, and that'll be uh, yeah. Next episode will be updates from what has occurred, what happened at games, what the results were, and also from my recent uh, my scheduled trip to uh, the island of Oahu. And that'll be the topic of uh, at the end of the episode. I think I, today's topic, uh, mine at least, will be travel. We'll start off with the traveling. Let's talk about your trip. What are you excited about? Well, the, as for open mic, yeah. My travel. My the one thing I'm really looking forward to first and foremost is the the sun. As you know, it's. Uh, that's a given and also doing a lot of bit of sightseeing just uh, enjoying Waikiki I've been there many on many countless occasions once when I was extremely young I don't remember too much of that but I went again in 2012 and then just last year and obviously in a few weeks uh, January 28th is one I fly out to Honolulu and uh, also to in the past I've seen uh, Elvis as you may or may not know Elvis Presley there was a big uh, he was had a huge following down in Hawaii I'm not sure who were very aware but Elvis Presley was a famous uh, musician he made lots of albums I think we've heard of them. Yes, at the hotel, the Hilton Hawaiian Village. Uh, it's a unique hotel in that in the main lobby, there's a mural with uh, list pictures of all the celebrities that have stayed at that particular hotel. Okay. And one of them was Elvis. Uh, he's been there, I think, on more than one occasion, once after he'd gotten out of the uh, the army. Because I believe, if, you, if I remember correctly, he did serve a stint in the uh, U.S. Army. And then once when he was in back in the late 70s, when he was a bit older, he came in via helicopter to do Aloha from Hawaii. And so that's, uh, he's, a, he's a huge part of Hawaiian culture because he performed many concerts down there. 
So I'm looking forward to. I know about a lot about that part. I walk. I've walked by that mural many times. But more, most, and first and foremost, I'm going to enjoy spending time with my mom. Yeah, because yeah, we both. Uh, she did move out uh, back in November from Dunbar to Eighth, like the, I should say the West Broadway and Granville area. So we are in separate parts of the city now, but we do catch up every now for dinner and whatnot every now and again. Sp spending quality time with my mom and also enjoying, uh, yeah, enjoying the pools, getting some uh, swimming in and a little bit of walking in as well. And yeah, just enjoying uh, Hawaii, I would say. Yeah. So is that trip pre-games? Yes. So you're talking about nutrition. Yes. How are you gonna How are you gonna maintain that that regime when you're over there? <laughs> uh, it will be maintained. <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a tough one on holidays, there, Matt. Yeah, it is. Especially over there. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So that's coming up, and uh, as I say, and on the topic of travel, I've been also been to Europe as well, and to the states, even New York. So I've been. I'm not sure where you've done. I know you traveled to games, but uh, I'm not sure where else you've uh, traveled. If you can, uh, yeah, I can. Uh, if you can just give an indication of where you've been to and what you thought of that uh, that trip. I think for Darren, it's where has he not been? Into a few places, <laughs> but recently it's been more it's been more games related, and in the coming months it's going to be pretty much all games related. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm off to let's see. So I'm off to Red Deer in Calgary <clears throat> in a couple weeks for a Special Olympics Team Canada training camp, followed by a trip to Toronto for another Special Olympics Canada training camp. <laughs> And then after that, uh, we'll go to Vernon cool. so for, uh, for provincial games. But then it gets a little more interesting, and in March, uh, we'll do a little bit of travel over to an uh, interesting part of the world, uh, Emirates, so the United Arab Emirates. Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. For Special Olympics World. Yeah. So pretty much all that's, my... Uh, that's a unique uh, culture there, isn't it? Yeah, I, you know, I don't know a ton about it. I'm doing a little bit of research now. Yes. It is a uh, markedly different part of the world than, uh, than we live in. So yes. Definitely looking forward to that. Because uh, similar circumstances, when I traveled to Italy when I was still in high school, I didn't know because my parents had gone back in the 80s before I was uh, born. I didn't know too much about Italy. I didn't know too much about Germany. When I went there, I knew about Germany that they uh, it's a vast uh, country. They have a, I know the main city is... Uh, Berlin. I've never been to Berlin, but that's obviously the they've had. Uh, unfortunately, that was the center of uh, the Holocaust back in the uh, early 40s, and the atrocities committed there. But in Berlin, in happier times, it's it's uh, ever since the Berlin Wall Wall fell, it's been re it's rebounded quite uh, significantly. Although I've never I've never ventured to Berlin. I've heard a lot about that city. It's uh, it's a great city. But I have been to various parts, uh, Germany's it's like Frankfurt or Munich, and also I've been through, in Italy I've been to Rome, now Rome is a city that's got lots of history, and the Parthenon, the Roman Colosseum, Colosseum I'm not sure if you're, you know this, but uh, it was the battle of, uh, 
is a heart of the Roman Empire and it had lots of gladiator uh, battles, a lot of gladiator fights there. It's almost like what you would call the main entertainment venue, just as uh, Rogers Arena is today. All Rogers Arena, they don't have gladiators, they have hockey players. Right. Notwithstanding. But uh, yeah, so that was their entertainment back in the day. And also areas like Greece, Santorini. Santorini is more of a resort island. I spent time there swimming mostly. Yes, exactly. Romantic place. Mediterranean is an area is known as a lot of beaches. And this is what we can call Western Europe. Western Europe, uh, the sun does tend to shine a lot more. And, uh, but uh, yeah, Western Europe, I would say, especially in the Mediterranean is uh, like Greece and Spain and Barcelona. They have a lot of uh, more of like, a, yeah, probably romantic areas there. Whereas Northern Europe, uh, like Norway, I've never been to Norway, but uh, more they're more geared towards winter activities. Norway, Sweden, Scandinavian countries. I've never been ventured to those places before, but I've heard that got some probably some pretty good scenery. I sometimes tend to follow uh, Rick Steves' travel. He's a travel. I don't know if you know him or not, but he's a travel. Uh, writes guidebooks basically and does TV shows. He's pretty much covered all of Europe, and he ventured even ventured into Iran as well. In Tel Aviv, Israel, I think. So he's a good source of if you want to know about a lot about Europe. So I've done that. I've done yeah, basically Europe and mostly the states, New York, Hawaii, and also California as well. So that's so that pretty much uh, does concludes the t tonight's uh, podcast. It's uh, as I say, we're starting from the starting like basics here we're going to tweak things as we go along the whole basis behind the podcast it's going to be fun it's going to be relaxed casual we're going to be talking it'll be like today it's it's a uh, training the next week's episode it's going to be respecting and following guidelines special olympic guidelines and rules and also maybe a little bit on uh Maybe security and looking after your personal belongings. Yeah, so the basic rules, guidelines, I should say. I should say mention guidelines for Special Olympics. So that'll be next, uh, that'll be next uh, episode, which is, well, I guess I say will be preempted, but uh, there'll be an action-packed episode. So that concludes today's podcast and uh, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, I'd like to thank both uh, Arthur and Darren for taking uh, the time out to their busy schedules to be involved in this. Uh, I, as I say, I'm just trying uh, this out myself. I've never done something like this before other than the public speaking at leadership, but uh, and I've also been an athlete representative uh, for the local for Vancouver for a couple of years now. And uh, so this is the first time I've tried something like this before, and I have to say it's, it's it couldn't have started out any better than it has tonight. And again, I'd like to thank my co-hosts, uh, Darren and Arthur, for coming out tonight, and I'd like to say a huge thank you to my audience. Thank you for uh, listening to to 
listening to myself and Arthur and Darren tonight and uh, look forward to uh, seeing you chatting with you again next time and again this is the interactive special we're probably going to tweak the title a little bit in the upcoming uh, but we're going to for now let's just call it the interactive uh, special it's going to include we'll start off what we'll do is start off each episode with the main topic of interest and then after that we can uh, just venture into open mic and again it won't be just about Special Olympics it'll be about uh, various topics that uh, happen the current events I should say so uh, once again I'd like to thank you for listening uh, to us tonight and I hope you and I wish you a wonderful evening this is Matthew along with Darren and Arthur signing off have a good e- have a good evening <laughs>